Hi, this is Amanda Burse, also known as Marcy Rhodes Darcy, and you're listening to the Married with Children podcast. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, welcome to the first exclusive to patrons of the show uh, season wrap-up show. Here we are. It is the season three wrap-up show. This is the Married with Children podcast, and my name is Al. I am joined tonight by Jerry himself. What's up, Jerry? Uh, I would like to now go by Jerry Steve himself. Jerry Steve. Okay. Jerry Steve himself. Steve like Rab himself. Uh, what? No, yeah, like Rob himself went by Rob himself. I want to be Jerry Steve himself. <laughs> and we are joined by Justin Jefferson himself. Jefferson himself. <laughs> I, I'm cool with it himself. Yeah, you're in <laughs> Jefferson's pajamas in our picture, but yeah, uh, you have to you have to be a little bit more of a a sneaky kind of guy, a conniver, and more of a party guy. So if you could start drinking excessively when you're on the show, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. It's like a party with him, man. I mean, we record the show before I go into work, but that shouldn't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, guys, yeah, you know how it is. Season three wrap-up show. Thank you for uh, being patrons of the show. We're glad you guys are going to hear it. We hope you enjoy it. So we do a lot of stuff here. We talk about our favorite moments from each character. We talk about top three favorite episodes, our Two least favorite episodes, uh, hot chicks, you know, all the hot girls of this year. Um, and we talk about sex points with Al and Peg. So <clears throat> that's always cool because it's like an ongoing battle in their life. So it's always cool to see uh, who's coming out on top. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, all right. So how, what do you guys want to start this? Um, uh, let's. Uh, I want to do these sex points real quick because I thought Al had it this season. Okay. Yeah. I thought Al was gonna win, but Peg in like one episode at the very end, not doubles her whole score with one episode. Mm. So the last episode. Yeah, Peg ended up having ten sex points, and five of those sex points were in. Here's looking at you, kid. Wow. Uh, Al came in uh, with seven sex points. Now, so, not a huge defeat, but he still lost. Wow! So this is a this is a third time defending champ going into season four. Peg, yeah, correct. She's undefeated. <laughs> she won last year too. Yes, yeah, because of Earth and Angel season one. Dude, she she cleaned up during Earth Angel. She seems to really clean up in one episode. She oh man you're right I wonder I need to go back and when look she's at down on the one. cards she just she just lets it all hang out yeah. in the last you know one episode towards the end <laughs> wow well there you go she came from behind no pun intended again <laughs> and uh, yeah wow 
And did you count Al as having sex for the courtroom? I forgot. Uh, yes, we did. We we the courtroom and the videotape both counted as Peggy wins. Yeah, we override their opinions of his sex because yes, right. We to we have our general rule: if sex occurs, Peggy gets a point, regardless of motives or whatever. And if sex does not occur, sex was thwarted, then it is Al. Hmm. Well, sorry, Al. Uh, listen, man. Good luck next season. Yeah, I got guess. eight seasons to go, dude. You have a chance. Uh, do you want to stay in the sex area and get to hot chicks, hottest chick of the show? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Or is that something you think people want to get cooking first so we get there? I think we get them hot and ready now. Yeah, and then we'll just like stall out and sputter out to the end of the show, and then yeah, let's like at least let the beginning be good. <laughs> okay, hot chicks, guys. Um. There is a plethora of them this season because you got them for the bold and the beautiful. You got them for her cups runneth over. You got the girl with the lifting her skirt as soon as they walk in and they're looking at her thigh high stockings or whatever you call those. You got the girl who worked there in that gold, like the tube top and the mini skirt. And you had that blonde to the left of her leaving the curtain. I see in the screenshot we got, you got the amazingly hot chick who wanted to see if her boyfriend were like this, Devin DeVasquez, the blonde in the store with the purple top and a black skirt. Then we get to Requiem for Dead Barber, the chick with the red hair and that tight pink dress. Oh my God. And she's naked in that one thing that we found out. Uh, what was that girl's name on the airplane? Like Mimi or Fluffy? Fluffy. Bunny? Fluffy. Yeah. I think Fluffy. She had a little bit of a strong face, a little manly in a way, but her body was pretty banging. You have the uh, girl who was sort of hot that liked Al at the reunion, the class reunion, but then she took her top off at 60 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so is she, but we have to judge her based on this show, though. Um, then you got the blonde who her hair miraculously changed. So we found out through posting you know we do our show then we post pictures throughout the week of that show we just did so as i was doing this i realized that in that two-parter reunion that really hot blonde in the pink yeah where al was staring at her chest while she was asking him questions about did you really give up playing for the bears to be with your wife or whatever her hair completely changes from one shot to the next it's like they added three pounds of Aquanet. Yeah, it just it goes from like a regular flat hair to just all up in the air. Which is amazing that we ne- nobody noticed. You would think that we'd be staring at this girl. But somehow we got caught up in the na- narrative, I guess. I was staring at her. I just had the eyes set a little lower. That might have been what it was. But it was just really obvious when I posted the, the pictures because I was trying to get her from two different angles because um, – So was I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because, you know, we want to get her whole body in the pictures. Justin doesn't even know what I'm talking about. So, dude, look at this picture I just sent to the group. Look at her hair in there. Isn't that weird? Wow. That's crazy <laughs> difference. Yep. How do we not notice that? I don't. Like Jerry said, we're just looking at her body, I guess. Yeah. Her hair looks way better in the first picture. Yeah. She she got all Dolly Parton hoary in that second picture with that. Yeah, hair. right. <laughs> so then you got the 
unbelievably hot girl that would make me drool. Uh, the two girls with Bud Bundy, they are mm-hmm. probably too Off young. the list. Yeah. <laughs> Disqualified. You yeah. got Marilyn Bemis. You got the girl who will do anything to be in a rock video. And this all Which the- I also yeah, want to say disqualified. I'm pretty sure that that girl's underage, bud. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll skip her and the girl who asked Bud if he has the time. She's pretty hot. Okay. Something about that girl. That's the one in the, uh, like, neon green bikini, right? Yeah. Well, one piece. Yeah. I absolutely, for some reason, like, that color makes girls hotter i think to me i don't know what it is really hmm. you know what looking at it that one piece in that color honestly does look better than everyone else in in a two-piece yeah it's like it's like weird i don't know if it's like the color um versus like in comparison to like a tan or something but i like even, not only that girl but just like when i see people in like those interesting colored bikinis like that are bright it like it's attractive for it's some reason or something in your mind yeah it's like they trick you <laughs> damn it this is tough guys i've been going up scrolling up and down here i feel like there's not one defining hot chick in this one like previous uh wrap-up shows that we had where it's like there was one chick that like like each of us had already decided on like i feel like it's up in the air on this yeah, one yeah i I feel like if I have to pick one, I'm I'm going to her cups run over and I'm going to the the chick who wants to know if her boyfriend would like this lingerie set. Devin DeVasquez. D- yeah, I the, think the, if I have to give it to anyone, I would have to give it to her. Um, of course, we can't forget one person who I somehow did not send to you. <laughs> and well, I don't even have to send it. You know who she is. It is... Kelly? Infamous Jade. Oh, Terry will go. Yeah. Uh, I'm still. Oh, yeah. I I thought she was in here one more time, at least. So. Yeah, we have to address that, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the top three. Would that be good for you guys? (laughs) Would that be easier for you? I've thrown my my coins down on the counter. You're going Devin DeVasquez. Okay. I'm going Devin. I'm giving her a total winner. She's pretty flawless. Something about the girl who was doing Al's hair, the redhead with the pink dress, is really hot to me. Yep. I love the one who made Al drool. <clears throat> Her body is insane to me. And I guess Devin DeVasquez would be my final pick. So that's my top three. Yeah, I would pretty much uh, – I, I, I'm going to go Devin DeVasquez and then also the um, chicken that green bikini, the one piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think she had a name, did she? Uh, she just said QDD at the time. That's all we know. And then I'll also go with uh, Terry Wigel for the the hell of it because she's old school. (laughs) Yeah, she's always honorary. I just have so much variety here, and I think I already gave her a winner last time. So, Uh, Yeah, wow. That was the chicks, man. Great reminiscing. God. Yeah, there was a a lot. There was a lot this season. Yeah. Let's get to – let's stay with the chicks for a second more. So um, I said something in the episode that Terry Wigel was in where I said, um, this is the last time we'll ever see her. Somehow my memory did not serve because we actually see her again. Mm. So fear not, she is coming back. We got a lot of feedback from everybody. Thank you all through the year. And one of the ones was, so in this episode, The Camping Show, 
um, which we did a video commentary on, guys. Check that out. If you're listening to this, you're on Patreon. Make sure you go through all the things we posted, and you could hear all of uh, our exclusive content and watch along with us, all that stuff. So our friend Christine, you know, I made a joke in that camping show where Marcy said, how about that movie I wanted to see 14 months ago that you didn't want to see? And this, remember, she was on her period, so she was just mad about everything. <laughs> so I said, wouldn't that be funny if we were nuts and we all went back and went 14 months before this and found out what movie, try to guess what movie there that Marcy wanted to see that Steve didn't? Yeah. So here's her email. Uh, okay, so I just checked out what movies were playing 14 months before this episode because you guys made me curious. And what I found out is that exactly 14 14 months before this episode was taped, not aired, on October 21st, 1988, Dirty Dancing premiered in the United States on August 21st, 1987. Just obviously we're is all for fun. You know, it's just out it's so outlandish to even that's why I made that joke. Like, could you imagine if we were so crazy, we actually went to see what movie that it might be. So it's so cool this girl Christine did this. So thank you. Um, so I guess we could have a fun little discussion. Do you think this is the movie that Marcy wanted to see and Steve just did not want to go see Dirty Dancing? I, well, here's the thing, though. Steve does tap dancing. What is he like? Sticking his nose up like, hmm, not all that. Uh, <laughs> dirty dancing? That's not real dancing? Why would Steve sound like that? Why did I make Steve sound like that? What the hell? Anyway, uh, it's odd to me that he would not want to go see Dirty Dancing, but I guess that that would be a chick flick that maybe he, at this point, is influenced enough by Al that he didn't want to do it. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say good job, Christine. That is probably the unsolved mystery. <laughs> I think you figured it out. So, yeah, Dirty Dancing. That's funny. So now, every time I watch that episode, I always think, that's the movie that um, that it, it was. And it's funny because a couple weeks ago, when the, during the Super Bowl, Eli Manning and uh, Beckham did a Dirty Dancing parody in the Super Bowl commercials where they were dancing together. It was pretty yeah. bizarre, especially since it's Beckham doing it. But Yeah, that's what I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, they had to pay him a lot to do that, I think. Yeah, because... <laughs> I, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Well, he's he's pretty well known for being accused of being gay. So it's him and another guy danced at Dirty Dancing. So that's all. But I don't know. I think he's either he's comfortable enough with it or he's... Uh, or he's poking fun at everyone who says that about him. Yeah, exactly. He's also kind of known as being a D-bag, too, so. I don't know. The only Beckham I know is a soccer player. He's immature, for sure. So, this, uh, in the episode, um, Gypsy Cried. The Gypsy Cried. Cried. Remember that, that song from the 50s? <laughs> um, so this actress, Olga, uh, we really didn't get into her much, um, She's played by the late Carmen Zapata, and she has been uh, credited for co-founding the Screen Actors Guild for Ethnic Minority Committee and the Bilingual Foundation of Arts. And she has a, uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2003. 
So she's pretty uh, famous, I guess. And we just really didn't realize that. She seems like such a character actor. And uh, our listener, Chris, who's also a patron of the show, he pointed out that um, the Marrow Children, in the Marrow Children world, like, the psychics have real powers. Because there's a later episode where a psychic named Madame Zelda turned the Bundys into an, an animal for a, a period of time. <laughs> and and they they turn back obviously but it, it was some so as you can see it gets kookier as the as the show goes on but it's still great uh so these these gypsies have real powers on this show i gotta say that the gypsy cry that was one of my favorite episodes that we ever recorded oh because you had that big thing right yeah i had that big theory that i came out of that came out of nowhere on it and i like when i have random theories on stuff and i did it twice <laughs> uh this season but the gypsy cried. That was just that was just a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. This year, I gotta say, as as an overall view, uh, this has been a great year. Uh, the start of the golden years. But I gotta admit, I peeked at the list for next year, and I am blown away. Like I always kind of blended season three and four together because season three starts off so amazingly with the whole library and the Elvis thing, and has this life's a beach and all this like, great stuff. And then four has great stuff, so I kind of just blend them together. But I gotta say, now that we did in-depth looks at everything, although I had such a great time this season, I can almost guarantee you guys that we're gonna see a lot more fives coming up. Like even you guys are gonna say it. I'm. I found I was a little bit more generous than you guys because me and Jerry went over some stuff, and you guys didn't give too many fives. I noticed. So that's okay. We're still, you know, simmering here with the the golden years. But I see a lot coming up. Uh, when once we get at the end of this show, we're gonna talk about season four. And man, you're in for something. So in the episode uh, "Dead Requiem" or "Requiem for a Dead Barber," I forgot to mention somehow that you know we talked about getting haircuts and how Al wouldn't get one unless it was from a real barber, and then. Justin told his whole story about his barber. I don't know how I forgot to say this, but a little, like, fun fact about me is that I didn't get a real haircut for, like, 21 years. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like, literally 21 years, I, I never went to a barber. And I'm not just talking about the people who just buzz it at number two or whatever. Like, I gave myself actual haircuts. And I gave them to myself. I would do that thing where you tilt the mirrors the right way and you could see all around your head. Mm. And I'd give myself fades. Wow. I used to cut my hair, but I would just, you know, buzz at number two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did that for years. <laughs> yeah. Like, I still know people who never go to, you know, they just do number ones or number twos or whatever. But yeah, I gave actual haircuts to myself. And nobody could tell. Like, nobody said, God, your haircut sucks, dude. Are you sure? <laughs> Uh, not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. The whole Terry Ricolta thing happened this year, but for some reason, I don't even want to talk about it. It seems like it seems like boring to me and outdated now. Well, I mean, we did. Well, a whole I mean, we spend a whole episode on yeah. it. So that makes sense. Yeah, but it's weird because everybody seems to always bring that up when you talk about marrow children. Like, oh, how about when that lady did that? And it's weird, like. Is it just me or I'm having too much fun to revisit that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm kind of – I don't know what else to say about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to get to this 
thing where uh, you guys, <laughs> you're so funny with this this shoe business in the episode Eaten Out. I, that, that's like a five out of five to me. Love the episode. It's amazing. I think it's just perfect. And although the ending, of course, I understand that it's really ridiculous. My mind just does it, – it, it, my eyes have a filter over them at that point, and I, I just know I'm watching a show. And I know there's it's a, it's a comedy, and for some reason that really does override the reality of the situation. And I know that I'm um, easier on it because, uh, you know, I probably watched, you know, 60 episodes before I even got to that one or whatever. Who knows? But you guys <clears throat> coming in, it was jarring for you. So – the one thing I wanted to talk about in this wrap-up show is how come you guys had a problem with that, but you were okay when Al took his shoe off on the airplane and all the oxygen masks dropped from the ceiling? Because it could be one of those things where it was just coincidence, and it works. I don't necessarily remember that I was okay with it, honestly. Do you? I don't remember. We didn't. We didn't point it out as a problem. Right. And then later on, when the eating out episode came on, we pointed out the shoe joke being a problem there. And also, so it was a major episode, plot point on that. Right. You know. Yeah. While that. the other one's just a visual gag. <clears throat> so even though it's unrealistic, you're you're you could swallow it better because it's just like, well, it was a two second. Yeah, it doesn't affect anything. Yeah, and also, like, I don't – it's not that I – and I'm not saying that I'm okay with it as in I like it. I still don't – like, that doesn't I, – I don't I, – I usually don't like when they go that far, but it's just so minor that it doesn't bug me. But it actually was a great joke when he takes a shoe off and the oxygen masks him. To, and, but, yeah, it was a great – visually, it was awesome. Right. Well, anyway, uh, it was cool in the eating out to have the tears and vomit thing come up. It's been awesome. That oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and I, I liked it so much. I named my band after it. Uh, I think there's one time where they went to an oozing meat concert too. Um, that'd be a great name. <laughs> That's just yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, now this girl Marilyn Bemis in the Life's a Beach episode. We, we really didn't get that much into her. Jerry, do you have any information on Marilyn Bemis? Besides doing one episode per series on a bunch of TV shows, the only thing she was ever in for a long time was Dallas. And then low-budget movies. Hmm. That's it. Um, she played Katherine Wentworth in 56 episodes of Dallas. And other than that, she was in a bunch of episodes of everything from Twilight Zone to The Nanny. Oh, the 80s Twilight Zone? Uh, no, no, the OG Twilight Zone. Oh, really? Yeah, three episodes of Twilight Zone, one oh, episode which one? of... Um, it does not tell me. Ah. Oh, I wonder if I've seen her a hundred times and don't even realize it. Yeah, I mean... Marilyn Bemis was in Twilight Zone? Uh, and I've seen her in The Birds, where she was an uncredited person at some point during the movie. <laughs> uh, and, and she's, like... She's done, like, recent stuff, too. She was, I mean, she was in, like, these movies I've never heard of um, and TV shows I've barely heard of. Like, she was in one episode of Sabrina Teenage Witch and one episode of VIP, which I'm sure working with Pamela Anderson was probably the highlight of her career. Well, um, her real name is Morgan Brittany, and now she's a political commentator. 
So that's what she's doing. So she's still on television, I guess. Yeah, she's went under like five different names. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's very odd. Hmm. Like one of them was Susan Capito. To you know, let's jump back into E and At real quick because we got an email from uh Steven Scott and he filled us in on something that somehow, you know, we catch almost everything, but you know, you just cannot do that. Um unless this was my full time job and all three of us could just sit here and pick <laughs> apart every frame of the show. Uh it ain't gonna happen, guys. But you know, we 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 do enough. I think it's 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 suffice is so in that episode, at the end, when Al and Peg do pull this shoe stunt and they escape, you know, we said, you know, Kelly took the car. Al mentions that it's like 45 minutes away, so it should take Kelly eight minutes to get back and forth the way she drives or whatever. So it's, it's a long haul. And Al has no wallet, so we wondered how are they even going to get home. They have no money to call anybody. They, have, they can't do anything. So Stephen pointed out that uh, lest we forget – Al circled the room pretending he knows people so that they could give him money that they quote-unquote owe him. So Al said he was up to $75. Then he finally bumped into somebody who knew him. It turns out he had to pay him the 50 he owes him. So Alan Pegg left that restaurant with $25. They could have taken a cab or a bus to get home. Fair enough. That we definitely did not catch that. Yep. Mm. It's funny because we were we had this whole discussion of how could they have gotten home or whatever. What do you think they did afterwards? Just run out into the parking lot? Then what? <laughs> so, and um, something about I think I said something that Peg um, alluded to her hair probably in the My Mom the Mom episode, and um, I think Annabelle let us know that I said something about a wig and she said Peg actually didn't start wearing that wig until season five. So I guess is that that's that's Katie Seagull's real hair. I guess. I can't even imagine that, but Annabelle would know. So now every time we watch Peg, we have to realize that's her actual head. It's pretty weird. It's like a clown's head that you yell uh, your orders for hamburgers through. Yeah. And uh, so in this Heart of They Fall episode, I said that I looked up Tuscanini, and for some reason, all I could find was uh, the Urban Dictionary or something, and Tuscanini is slang for punching yo munchkin, (laughs) 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 which, believe it or not, I went to look up again because I wanted to – somebody said, that's crazy. I can't even believe that. I went to go look it up and show them, and I couldn't find that again. No matter what I did, I I don't know how I spelt Tuscanini the first time, but I was never able to find it again to to verify to anybody that that's. But I I remember staring at the screen and in, 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 in disbelief, and that's what it really was. So, what Steve actually listens to in his car or whatever is uh, Arturo Tuscanini. He's uh, an Italian conductor. He's one of the most acclaimed musicians of the late nineteenth and twentieth century, and he does like. Uh, orchestral music and he writes sonatas I guess they're called <laughs> so it's like opera music too um, I don't know you know stuff like that nothing anybody would care about I guess Jerry you don't share the same taste in music as Steve uh, no I don't uh, the only time I listen to like instrumental stuff is if I'm reading because if I, I can't have voices talking while I'm reading 
or else I, I and it throws me off and I just can't take in what I'm reading. So a lot of times I do have like piano music or something playing while I'm reading. So I can't hear like whatever Reese is listening to on the TV or something. We talked about this Olga, this, this gypsy too. And, and you know, if we would uh, like to see into the future and stuff like that, and Marcy didn't want to, like, would you guys want to do that? Well, maybe some of us don't want our fortunes told. Well, in your case, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be. Damn it. Oh, God, I love Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, I'm such a loser. Okay. <sighs> Mr. McCullough is such an asshole. <laughs> Yo, Dan started message me, and he, ju- and he just brought up Dirty Dancing. No way. Swear to <laughs> you. He literally was like, I want a Dirty Dancing retrospective because he, he's on my Patreon. And he wanted that in a Mean Girls commentary. And I was like, dude, we just brought up Dirty Dancing. That's weird, man. Between this, the and Kelly did Dirty Dancing in a way with that episode, and then the the Super Bowl, and now this? Wow. Yeah. Now, this episode, you better watch out. Um, Steven Scott dropped an uh, amazing bit of information on our Facebook group. Yeah, I thought this was funny. So, Steven Scott said... Uh, I just discovered your podcast, so I'm catching up. I just listened to You Better Watch Out, which is in my top 10 episode list. One of you mentioned that someone should have Santa parachute in. Actually, this episode may be based on actual events that occurred on December 16th, 1932 in Mesa, Arizona. A promoter named John McPhee was hoping to garner Christmas sales by having a stuntman parachute in as Santa, make an appearance, and distribute toys. On the day of the planned event, McPhee found his stuntman drunk at a bar just a couple of hours before the scheduled jump. He quickly came up with a backup plan where he would put a Santa suit on a mannequin along with a self-deploying chute. Since the landing was in a remote area, McPhee could then put the suit on and finish the gig. The self-deploying chute, though, failed, so the children saw Santa hit the ground a few hundred yards away. The children and parents were traumatized seeing Santa fall to his death. This enraged many parents. Unaware of the tragedy, McPhee showed up dressed as Santa with a police escort. He tried to explain Santa did not die because of magic. It did not placate the large number of parents or help the crying distressed kids. However, because of the tragedy, parents bought more toys for their troubled kids. Despite apologies and attempts to make things right, McPhee was ruined both financially and socially and eventually he moved to Colorado. <laughs> wow. That is mind-blowing. So that is a true story. Santa looking like tree sap and all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Can you imagine that? Yeah, and it's great to like, because we talk about like, sometimes we'll have events happen in the show. We'll bring up like, you know, our knowledge on it, what it could be based on. I love when we get like people going that actually reminds me of this story, and they, and they share it with us too. Uh, whether it's a personal story, or they know, you know, what this could have been based off of. Whether it was or not, you know, we don't know, but there's a good chance that it was. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a true story, guys. That is insane. Like it's such a dark episode of the Bundys that you almost—it's weird that it's a true story about Santa landing in a on the ground without the parachute opening because. It almost defined who the Bundys were and where they were going. 
with this show. You know, like that's where they're going to go with this. You know, it's like, wow, these guys don't care about anything. And then all like the cold comments about it and like no one caring and hearing the balls jingle when you move his body. Oh, set him over there by the presence. There's plenty of room over there. Like that's crazy because it's actually real and it just seems like such a Bundy thing. So it's – I don't know. But, you know, they only took the event that's real, but all the jokes were obviously them. So it was their perspective on it that made it the Bundys, really. Yeah. So, yeah, we just wanted to share that story because it was interesting. We also, like, want to point the spotlight to everyone who posts in there and, and shows us, you know, interesting things, their favorite parts of Married with Children, responding to our shows, giving us feedback. All of that's appreciated, and uh, we do listen and this is proof that I know how to read, in case you were wondering. Yep. One joke I never really understood is the two-parter married with queen. Or married with prom queen. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I messed up that the, the whole time we were recording that. I kept calling it married to queen or something. I kept saying the, the weirdest thing, to the queen. I don't know what I was saying. I, I just – it was a long oh. show, guys. Unfortunately, Freddie Mercury is dead, so you can't marry him. <laughs> you cannot be married to Queen. <laughs> nope. No. But Al could have at the time. That's true. So Al says there's a joke that I just don't get. So Al sees Connie Bender. You know, Connie Bender, bring a friend that won't offend her. Yeah. She goes, do you remember me, Al? And he goes, yeah, what happened? And she's like already insulted. And then he backpedals. He goes, no, uh, you look better standing up. And it's like. I, I guess it's a joke on either she lost weight or gained weight or. I thought it was a weight joke. But yeah, it, it, de- it definitely is slightly awkward. Yeah, it's and it's weird that everyone read the script and nobody seemed to go, well, what does that mean really? And how about we fix it? Like, like wouldn't it have made more sense if he goes, Connie? I don't recognize you standing up. Like, wouldn't that have been better? It's the same thing. I think he's trying to say, I slept with you. So wouldn't it have made more sense if he goes, oh, that's you. I didn't recognize you standing up, you know, something like that. But to say what happened and then and then to say, no, you look better standing up. And why would she look better? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't, <laughs> that is weird. I don't understand any of this. So, yeah, that's just something that <clears throat> occurred to me while producing that show. So I didn't get to say it live. Yeah, well, we blasted through that. Um, all right, guys, now it's time to get to the iTunes. It's What is it really called? Apple Podcast? Dude, I don't know. I don't use Apple products. But is you don't even know what it's called? Like, isn't it called something? Because somebody said that I say it wrong. I, like... I thought it was an Apple. No, well, they just changed it. Like, so, like, they just changed, like, the name of it. So now, like, they did some weird rebranding thing for podcast. So instead of it, just leave us an iTunes review. Now, like, it's it's now, instead of getting it through through iTunes, it's now through Apple Podcast. Right. Or some weirdness. I don't know. They do all kind of weird stuff. Yeah, but guys, look, I'm not too official, you know. I'm I'm pretty laid back with most stuff, even though I dig up material on the show because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, 
So you got the idea. It's like the Apple Podcast app, I guess. So uh, we have 16 reviews now. And here are some of the new ones. Uh, Married with Children is my... It is from uh, IGSBCHAC. Great Married Children podcast. The Married Children is my favorite TV show. So having a podcast talk about every episode to listen to now is just great. The way the three hosts talk about the show and characters is awesome. And I can recommend this to every Married Children fan. Thanks, man. Uh, Another one from Watson. Oh, snap. My boy, Watson. Watson, I love you. Yep. He's the he's like my real life Steve. Yeah, he is just a great guy. A listener from day one. And he listens to our horror podcast, and he has a great horror podcast. Check out Horror Co- Corridor. Yeah, Horror Corridor is like the only like solo cast that I'm, I'll listen to. Yeah, it's tough getting through solo cast, but he well. It, but the thing is, it's the reason his is so good is if y'all like Alex's production on Married with Children and you like horror stuff, like Watson puts Alex level of production into Horror Corridor. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Uh, <clears throat> and he's like so smart, much like Steve. Yeah, so smart. Uh, he said, when I wake up in the morning every Wednesday, I'm tempted to just end it all. I write up a quick note. I load my shotgun. But then something wonderful happens. The Married with Children podcast shows up in my podcast feed. And I choose to live yet another day. Oh, Jesus. If we ever miss a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can say goodbye to Watson. Uh the, these veteran podcasting hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al, are professional reviewers and each bring a unique flavor to the critiques of each episode of the show they tackle. Al Bundy himself would be proud. Very nice. And finally, uh, J.M. Noser, a podcast focused on the greatest sitcom of all time. Just started listening and I'm hooked. Highly recommend for fans of Married Children. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, and, and those were the three newest since the ones we mentioned on the last season wrap up show. That's why I'm not guys, please rate us on the Apple podcast app, rate us anywhere you can actually, uh, five star preferred. <laughs> but, uh, the reason why is cause the more you do that, the better chance we have of popping up when people type in married with children, it'll go to us. If you guys all rate us and, Let's get this thing growing. I mean, unless we have a Terry Ricolta that's going to, you know, have a whole lobby against us, I don't think we're going to get our name out there uh, without your help. So you got to help us out, guys. Um, Help us out with any kind of exposure you possibly can. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. Um, What's before MySpace? AOL AOL Groups. See me on that MSN chat. Um, (laughs) I'll see y'all on AIM. Perfect. Perfect. Hey, guys. Want to represent the Marrow Children podcast? Go to tpublic.com. T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Just go to the search bar and type in Married with Children podcast. They have everything you need to rep your favorite podcast, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, Baseball t-shirts, crew necks, hoodies. They even have these in kids' sizes. Phone cases for all different styles and sizes. 
laptop case, stickers, wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, tote bags, travel mugs, you name it. They got it all, guys. And for great prices, go to tpublic.com for all your Married with Children podcast representational needs. Alright guys, so this is uh, the time when we get into our favorite moments um, from each character of Married with Children for Season 3. So, uh, let's start with Buck. Um, my <laughs> my favorite, easily, is the Dateless Amigo, where he looks at Bud in shame when <laughs> Bud's making the dummy kiss him, and then... Man, Buck had a lot, a, a lot of good visual jokes in Season 3. Okay. What's your favorite? Oh, dude, the dog the dog that watched Lassie. Yes, I'm going to Sweatland. Yeah, that that joke was like the that was the first good visual joke of him for the season, and it just continued on to always set high standards. All right. So that's your favorite. Yeah. What about you, uh, Justin? Oh, hey, he had the bag on his head for their library one. Well, I really like that episode in which they were trying the the hair the different hair creams and it was like pretty much dog food and, and, <laughs> and Buck was uh licking Al's head. That might be my second favorite moment actually. I'm glad that was brought up. That's uh that's amazing. Okay, so let's get to favorite moments with Marcy Rhodes, season three. Uh Jerry, what do you think? Uh, it's gotta be her punching her boss in the, the gypsy cried her standing up to her getting like her getting shit on by her boss. And then her standing up and just knocking him out was hilarious. And then when the pilots are like, Oh, we're actually good. And then she freaks out again. And Steve is like, tell his wife. And then everything's good again. I just, I liked Marcy in that episode, just standing up for herself, freaking out. She had so many different emotional changes in that episode. Mm-hmm. It was even great when she was like, oh, gee, this was really fun, Steve. Thanks. Once yeah. she got her bad news, it was all great. <laughs> uh, uh, Justin, what about you? Okay, well, mine is probably the I'm going to Sweatland because, I mean, what an iconic scene. I think, like she said when we interviewed her, that was the first orgasm on national television. And her having one when she's like getting lost in the whole Elvis speech and she's talking about him, she's staring <laughs> off into blankness and then she even takes a drag of Peg's cigarette at the end of it. It was like it was like one of the most the greatest thing in the world. It's it's like her version of Al's great description to Steve about Al's mother in law when he was holding the picture <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, like that's what that sort of reminds me of. Yeah, poke high. Remember when she was looking at all the boys and saying like all inappropriate stuff? Her having to sleep at Al's feet. Right. That, <laughs> that's a moment. Her putting the hair back in the food that Peg was baking the cookies. Her her whole thing with the harder they fall when she was, you know, in the house. She was there the whole time. Oh, dude, her going all like psycho for um, here's looking at you with the peeper. So I, I always seem to like when and and I, I don't think that I mean the one that Alex mentioned with uh, the orgasm was really good but I don't think there was any like huge like defining character moments besides that but I always like when Marcy breaks into that like almost like Hellraiser esque like 
you know, tie somebody up and rip off their toenails with rusty tweezers type mm. thing. Yeah. So I, I'd probably go with any of those moments. I know there were a couple from here. From yeah, the season. I like the one here's looking at you. That that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jerry's favorite moment, Steve's greatest moments of season three. Um, <clears throat> mine is just when he punched out the guy and that came into his yeah, own. Yeah, that, that was the one that I was thinking of. Uh, that was a very, you know, Steve moment episode where he, where he was trying to, you know, get the courage to, to fight somebody. And then it turned out to be the, the little dude. <laughs> yeah, that's his highlight. I mean, it, it's obvious, but that's what it is. That's what I think. What about you, Jerry? Well, season three had so many good uh, Steve episodes that it was really hard to choose. But I have to go with the great courtroom speech. Oh, God. That was the <laughs> worst. As he explained to you the, the magnitude of the history of the roads so you would understand the great disservice that was done to him. His speech was fantastic. His whole courtroom appearance was legendary. Not since O.J. Simpson have people ran to the streets to talk about it. <laughs> Man, and here I am thinking of going with the quarters and the, the rooms with the curtains on them. That, that was a close second, but <laughs> it doesn't make them look as good as I can make them look in a courtroom. Ah. All right, well, Bud Bundy. Um, For him, it's tough because I really started to like him a lot over the course of I'd say like the the last four episodes like Dateless Amigo Computer Show Life's a Beach and Here's Looking at You uh minus the repeat uh joke with the but even then it's still good like you know what's funny my moment is the repeat television history joke <laughs> that like and I'm so accepting of it. I at first I complained about it and now I'm like the more I think about it, I just think it's so funny that he can keep getting away with that with Kelly. And the fact that he does it in front of Al and, and Al just does not actually really care that he keeps doing this to Kelly. So I hate to interrupt, but I actually did choose the uh, the TV history jokes by Bud. How about you, uh, Justin? I, I really like those two as well. And it's funny Jerry mentioned that because it, I, I know we kind of complained that they were using the joke over, but at the same time, it just is very characteristic of Bud to do something like that and to constantly torture his sister in, in a, like, I'm smarter than you type way. Um, I, I personally really like the dateless amigo. Um, I know that Alex had a little bit of issues with, with the way that it played out and how, how ridiculous it was, I guess. But I just, I just think that that was a cool butt episode. Yeah. I'm okay with it. You know, that's more, you know, but like I said, I was just taken back that you guys were okay with it. I actually, you know, I get that this is going to be a dumb show. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know, I guess I can't, listen, I've seen it all already, you know, I've seen, when they have people falling off of roofs and stuff, they just use straight up dummies and stuff, like, like I, I, I already have seen this, so I'm like, yeah, okay, well, so, so, it is what it is. We interrupted you, though, what was yours? You, you, like, you were getting to it, and then I interrupted the hell out of you. Oh, um, no, uh, just like the, the over, the last couple shows, I just seemed to really like him a lot more. Um, I really haven't pinpointed one. I guess Life's a Beach would be a good butt episode. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kelly now, uh, 
Yeah, poke high would probably be mine uh, with her putting her leg up on the table, the whole thing with the cheerleaders, jumping in, ruining the football game. That would be mine. Uh, Mine's the dance because it was funny early in the episode with her making fun of Steve, Steve showing her how to like actually dance and then her just busting out with this sexy dance uh, from what looks like uh, JP if JP had not became a stripper at Troy's. Right, exactly. (laughs) I would probably also go with the the poke high episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fantastic episode. Yeah, yeah, I think that was one of her first big episodes, really. Mm-hmm. So Peg, uh, Peg's best moment on the show. Um, I I like when she's really nice to Al. So I would highlight little things like poke high, life's a beach, um, stuff like that. Eating out, she was pretty cool. But I think her uh, standout episode is easily um, I'm Going to Sweatland. I just liked her getting caught up in such nonsense, such a ridiculous story, and she really just delivered it all so well, and it was just a good experience. So that's mine. I um, I did not have good experiences with Peg this season. <laughs> um, honestly, if I had to choose one, I'd probably have to say my mom, the mom, uh, her and Kelly actually bonding together mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. And I did enjoy that episode. Most of the other episodes, I was pretty anti-peg. Yeah, I I, I kind of took this one, I guess, a different way. Like, I, I do like my mom, the mom. Like, that was kind of my second one. But I really like the um, a three-job, no-income family. Not because something, like, good or, or like, shows peg in, in a positive light but i just i just loved how dumb it made her look with that whole thing about how she was you know uh basically just buying the <laughs> stuff but she was just losing massive money yeah total <laughs> idiocy that was amazing i i just thought that the like joke jokes on you type thing was just really funny for her and then the final scene with the uh her at the burger place yeah uh, burger what do you guys do what guys want to get into a star trek conversation real quick oh god uh it turns out i gotta go <laughs> so big al it's time for our favorite big al moment in season three uh to me i think the clear winner is he already won in episode one of season three he thought he could yep mine's his speech from uh, that episode that I, I said, I loved that speech when we talked about in that episode and he like, just nothing can top that, that it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great moments, but man. Yeah. I'm actually going with uh, a different one. Um, I really like, um, the, again, uh, three job, no income family. <laughs> um, I thought he had so many great moments in that episode with, uh, just the the pure like how far he's he's sunk down have having to get uh another job at at this burger place and he's working for Polly Shore it just <laughs> yeah, no it just kills me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh something Al will never forget no ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash married with children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. 
To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they are available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and have access to all of the bonus Married with Children Podcast content. You can email them at MarriedWChildrenPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys, time to wrap up the wrap-up show with our big final segment. Uh, Obviously, we're going to get into our two least favorite episodes of the season and our three favorite episodes of the season. That's a big highlight of this show. Every season we're done. Let's start off with the bummer stuff. You know, nobody wants to end off saying what you don't like. You've tried to before, but... I tried, but Jerry stopped me. (laughs) So, uh, what are one of your guys' least favorite episodes of the year? Or do you have a definite least? Oh, I I have have a definite least. I've got a number two and a number one. uh, And the number one is the number two. If you catch (laughs) what I'm saying. Oh, I do. Uh, my, My number one, my lowest rated episode is a dump of their own 2.5. In fact, if I had to watch it again, I might even lower it to a two. I really did not like that episode. I really did not like the jokes. Uh, Me, JP didn't have to watch that with us Mm -hmm. when we did it because I believe he was in Canadian jail at the time. Right. Yeah. And that was probably a better experience. (laughs) Well, Canadian jail isn't that bad, so. Well, uh, Justin, what is yours? You seem to know. Uh, my my least favorite episode, and this is probably gonna bomb Alex out, maybe Jerry too. But it's uh, I'm going to Sweatland. I knew this was coming. Yeah, I did not like that episode. I I, I should have rewatched it honestly, just to see like if I if I missed something. But I just I thought it was dumb, honestly. Fair enough. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, I'm aligned with Jerry here. My least favorite, clearly a dump of my own. And, you know, sorry, that probably bums out other people, you know. It's a pretty iconic episode in in a way, I guess. It's definitely well-known. Everybody knows the picture of Al on the toilet in the living room. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sit here and bash it or anything. So just listen to that show again. And if you disagree again or whatever, then then you do. We certainly don't want to turn anyone around and make you dislike an episode. You know, we just got to be honest with each thing we do. Otherwise, what's the point? No. Um, So so what what is your second least favorite episode, Jerry? Well, let me break your heart like I did in the season two finale. Uh, It also starts with an E. Much like how I didn't like Earth Angel, I don't like eating out. Oh, my God. Same. Me and Jerry have the same number, too. It's my number. Yeah, I gave it a three rating, um, but I just really don't like that ending. I I just don't. It was – and honestly, the ending is what ruined it. Because the rest of the episode, not that bad. As soon as we get to that ending, really bad. I bail out. I'm out. So um, sorry, Alex, to break your heart. But another episode that starts with an E gets my thumbs down. (laughs) Once you get to the ending, you're out like trout. Yep. Wow, both of you. Well, my second least favorite is uh, just the dance one. Um, I forgot what it was called already. The... the, uh can't dance don't ask me yeah um like i said i don't i don't revisit that one too often um i did like it i gave it a three out of five 
However, I did also say I probably, you know, out of all 262 episodes, I don't see why I would watch that one ever again. Unless I want to just get to the end scene. That's true. So, yep, that's mine. Uh, No major bashing here with that, but just not one of my favorites. To be fair, um, I did not like a dump of my own, by the way. How did you not like that? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Honestly, like I, I didn't have any. I, I don't. I haven't listened to the show that I missed, but um, I I don't know what the uh, big issue. I mean, I guess like the the toilet humor. <laughs> no, like how weird Al is about. Like it's not even a cool a cool passion or a cool niche of interest. It's like just plain weird. Your way of bonding with your dad is is the dumps you take on toilets. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't see it like that. I thought it was. Um, I thought it. I thought it was more so like the pressure of just not having ever time to 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 use the bathroom with the family, and it's just like they pushed him to this breaking point, and and he almost goes a little insane, is the way I took it. But they never really show that he doesn't get into the bathroom. Like they've always like anytime he makes a joke about going to the bathroom, he goes to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but in this episode, like, he pointed it out that he never does, so. Do you want to hear a really weird fact of our show that I really didn't want to tell anybody, but I guess I'll do it on the, since it's Patreon exclusive? Um, <clears throat> during that episode, because we have these weird coincidences with us, mm-hmm. I had to go so bad <laughs> that as soon as we were done, I got off the mic with Jerry said, I gotta go. And I ran to the bathroom. Isn't that oh, the weirdest hilarious. thing? Yeah, that, oh that's really God. funny. How is that possible? But yeah, I couldn't wait for that to end. Like the last five minutes, I was dying. So, okay, guys, let's get to our top three favorite episodes of the beginning of the Golden Years, season three, Married with Children. Uh, anybody, Justin, what is one of your favorites? Uh, one of my favorites is Life's a Beach. Um, I really, I really like that episode. It, it's really cool. I don't know if we, we mentioned it. I, I don't think we did, but how many locations were? I know we mentioned it during the season, but how many locations that take us out of the Bundy house happened this season? It was, it was a huge difference from previous seasons. So that was really cool. And honestly, like just the beach setting is really fun. I really liked uh, Buds. Uh, issues with the ladies that episode and and we made fun of Kelly's boy choices a little bit and of course that lady who comes up and, and tries to seduce Al and he does she, she's like I'll send the kids away <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm trying to get it all over a tan you're asking off a lot of the sun yeah like there's not um, a bad moment in that episode yeah so I, I really like that one is is I guess my number three well I'll just say now save time that's one of mine too it's my number two. I gave it a 4.5. Wow. Awesome. Um, all of mine are – I gave fives to, so uh, I'm just uh, letting you know I'm nonspecific in the order. Although I will – I'll save my number one at least. And by the way, I have a I, – I couldn't pick three. I had to pick four. Oh, god dang cheater. <laughs> yep, he's a cheater. Must be a Patriots fan. <laughs> honorable mention i'm gonna say eating out is like my uh number four i'll say 
Boo. <laughs> so so you you said Jerry, you too, with uh, Life's a Beach, right? Uh, yeah, Life's a Beach is my number two. Okay. So you want to give you number three then? Yeah. My number three is I'll See You in Court. Um, that episode has great Steve scenes. It has <laughs> Al showing love to his wife, which is something I very much am into. It has uh, us learning more about Steve and Marcy's sex life, which is always hilarious. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of I'll See You in Court. Nice. Also, fun thing, the two episodes I rated at five stars did not make my top three. Hmm. So you're you're really going with favorites over ratings. Yep, I as it am I. Yep, because uh, he thought he could, and Cups Runneth Over were both five stars for me, but they did not make my. They would have made my top five, but they did not make my top three. Yeah. Okay, what's uh, your number uh, two, Justin? Okay, so um, I, the way I did this is. Um, much like Jerry, I went with favorites. I think the best way that I, I come up with the, this list at the end is at the time of us reviewing them, I don't know if the episode is going to stick with me because typically I watch it right when we record, you know. But seeing, you know, time go by, I, I look at the season and I'm like, oh, if this episode was on TV, I would definitely watch it. You know, it's like the ones you look forward to. You know how, like, when you know Married with Children's coming on and then you go to see what episodes it is and then it's like, oh, you, like, you wait for it to cycle to one of your favorite episodes. Like, oh, that's the episode where this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so uh, one, one of my favorites from this episode that I didn't even realize was was my one of my favorites was um, Requiem for a Dead Barber. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that... I can relate to it a lot. And, and you, you, we heard that in the episode where, you know, I go to a barber and stuff and it just kind of, uh, stuck with me as like a cool episode. Like, Oh, that time that Al's barber dies and it's like a huge deal. So I'm going with Requiem for a bar, dead barber. Wow. I did not expect anyone to say that. That's pretty amazing. But I do remember how you were, it really resonated with you. You were very passionate and you even like, you even, uh, showed videos and stuff of your yeah <laughs> of your barber and stuff so that was awesome wow that's great i'm that's great to hear like, i'm more of a probably typical person to do this segment uh i'll say ones that are pretty much heavy hitters or probably well-known favorites and it's cool to hear ones that are just like very specific to the person so that's cool well my next one uh would be i'm going to sweatland that has just always really appealed to me Something about it being about Elvis, who I'm not even into, but I just like the whole mystique of Elvis, and I like the whole way – I like his presence in pop culture. I like the jokes you can make about him. I like how nutty people are over him. So I think all those kind of elements really play into this, and even the absurd – like, think about it. Like, they think he's alive. That's already crazy, so why not just have the nuts see him in a sweat stain? I mean, we've heard of this a hundred times. You see Jesus in your toast. You see mm-hmm. Jesus in your coffee, the way you put the cream in or whatever. You know, like, that's just perfect. It's perfect. It it doesn't even seem forced. It just seems like, oh, this is exactly. It's right up the alley of these weirdos who, who do this stuff. So that's what's so unique and great about it. Um, and me and – you missed that one, Justin. But me and Jerry had such an amazing time. That had to be our longest show of this season, personally, for our show, except for the two-parter. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah, so I mean, it was such a great time, and we had such a great time. We didn't even want to stop talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, it didn't like click with you, but like you said, maybe check it out one more time and yeah. see what you think. So that's my number two. So you still have two more left, Alex? Since you had four? No, I gave. No, because he okay. said life's a beach. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're all at number one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess Jerry started off, man. Well, without further ado, my favorite episode from this season was The Camping Show. Um, wow. This I gave it a four, but you know what? That episode stuck with me. We did a commentary on it, and just watching it, it had everything. Every character had a joke. Every, uh, like, there was a great ending. There was visual gags. There was, uh, like, everything I want in a Married with Children episode was in that episode, and I, I would honestly say if I had to only watch one episode from this season, it would be The Camping Show. Wow. Hmm. All right. Uh, mine is, I don't know if it's surprising or not, but I really, really like this episode. And it's three job, no income family. <laughs> I uh, guess I just saw that coming. It must have been the Star Trek stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, I I thought that the the guest spot by Pauly Shore was great. Like, I love seeing Al work there, and just it's so demoralizing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess his shoe store job isn't the greatest, but at least it seems like more prof- professional than like a teenage kid job. And like, I just thought that it was so great to see Peg get burned at the end, um, because like that it was like literally one of the dumbest things ever. <laughs> <laughs> that you could possibly do. She, you didn't know how dumb she was the whole time. You thought, yeah, yeah, it was like a nice reveal. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- that episode just sticks in my head like greatly. Mm-hmm. It's the one I probably remember the most out of everything we watched. Wow, awesome! Yeah, it was such a great time talking about that. I had so much fun on that show. Mm-hmm. That, see, that's another unique pick. I don't think anybody expects these picks. Uh, like I said, mine maybe, maybe not so much. Uh, going to Sweatland. Or, uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if I even know what everybody likes at this point. Because after bashing a dub of my own, what do I know, you know what I mean? So these just might be my favorites. But, uh, wow. Okay, great picks. Wow. Very unique number ones. Uh, I think you both know what I'm saying for number one, right? Um, It's either going to be he thought he could or cups runneth over. It's going to be he thought he could. Yeah. Uh he thought he could is such an important episode in my life. I'm glad we got to do a video commentary on that. Check that out. You guys are patrons, obviously. Check it out. It's just perfect. I mean, even the the ludicrous idea that Mr. Groot looks the same at 32 and 62 or 34 and 64 or whatever it is, is just hilarious. And I don't I don't think anybody's really ever realized that until you do a show like what we're doing. So it's <laughs> it's cool that we're doing this cuz otherwise you say, "Oh, well her hair was brown before, so that makes sense." No, it does not. You don't look like that in your 30s. So it's cool that like we are doing this show and and realizing and I didn't even realize it. And I've seen this episode at least 70 times, I, I think, easily. 50 minimum. Um it's just perfect that speech at the end caps it off. I just love the fl- <clears throat> the flashbacks, the news when he's on the news, all that great stuff. That was our season three wrap up show. So, guys, what do we have to look forward to next? Now, that was the beginning of the golden years, and 
<clears throat> Jerry and I was talking earlier, and we or maybe it was Justin, and we pointed out that although you guys didn't give many of these episodes a five, it was just a very steady hold throughout. So that's not a bad thing, you know. We all probably just disliked one out of this whole thing. But I'm going to tell you now, this is where this all changes. This is where I guarantee you guys we're going to start seeing a lot of five-star ratings. You're going to be like, ugh, epic, great, amazing. This is what the show is. This is the best of the best. So season four, as I scroll through here, I am so excited. You won't even believe your eyes when we're watching this. Mm. Um, so uh, <clears throat> let's go over them real quick. Hot off the grill. Amazing. Well, I'm not going to say that. I don't, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're killing it. I want to <laughs> wait and see. I want to wait and find out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that stuff. Uh, dead men don't do aerobics. Buck saves the day. Tooth or consequences. He ain't much, but he's mine. Fair exchange. Desperately seeking Miss October. <laughs> Nine seven six shoe. Oh, what a feeling! At the zoo, which is the infamous shirt Jerry's wearing. It's a Bundy full life part one and two. Christmas episode. Oh my god. I wonder what month we're going to have to be doing that one into. <laughs> <laughs> Who will stop the rain? A taxing problem. Rock and roll girl. Another two-parter. You got to know when to hold them, part one. You got to know when to fold them, part two, which makes no sense. It's two different titles. <laughs> Why would it, like, I don't know. I guess it, it makes sense. Because it's a continuation of the line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, what goes around comes around. Peggy turns 300, Peggy made a little lamb, Rain Girl, The Agony of Defeat, and it ends off with Yard Sale. It seems like a longer season, too. It is one episode longer. The three episodes I think I'm most interested in, just based off titles, Mm -hmm. is Buck Saves the Day, Who Will Stop the Rain, and Yard Sale. I think me, I'm most interested in it's a bundiful life. Yeah. As well as 976 shoe, <laughs> just because that sounds funny. And uh, the other two parter, you got to know when to hold them and fold them. Now, the big part of our life here is that Jerry is going to face the moment where he loses his favorite character. Is that happening? It happens sometime sooner or later in this season. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was way later. Yeah, is that crazy? It seems quick, right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm just... Uh, Jerry, <laughs> are you crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. This, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I got something in my eye. Where are you going? What did he just do? Why did he leave mm-hmm. it to the men's room? Uh, what the hell's wrong? I know. Why didn't he go to the ladies' room? <laughs> oh God! Oh come on! He's just being a little emotional. I wouldn't say he's a chick. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Hey, listen. I don't know how we're gonna break it to this guy when it happens, but um, I'm not gonna tell him ahead of time, guys. Um, well, I'm gonna have to make this announcement again when the general public can hear the show. But please, nobody spoil it for him when it really happens. Let's all see his 
sad, sad reaction. <laughs> just let him watch the episodes and then Steve's just gone. <laughs> that would be so much better. Uh, <clears throat> you'll be re-entertained through the content. Well, guys, that was the season three wrap-up show. Thank you again, all the patrons of the show. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for supporting the show. It takes a lot of time and money, believe it or not, and hard work to get the show out at the quality that we do it and the time we do it every week. And it takes a lot of us getting together, and we really appreciate all your donations and hope that you enjoy the extra content you're getting in return. You only got to hear this. Nobody else did. However, we did release a video commentary to the general public uh, this week. Um, during the same time you get this, so you still went out, and they're just going to get a taste of what we've been doing with the video commentary thing. That way people see what they're actually getting into. Uh, they're more hesitant if they don't know what they're actually getting by being patrons of the show, you know? We're going to help them take that leap by showing them what we do here. <clears throat> but for all you guys, you got this. Nobody else did, so just remember that. So we'll be back next week for a regular show. For Justin and Cherry, wherever he is now. Maybe he's face down in a toilet bowl. I don't know. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>